Well, let's dive right in. And I want to make this note right at the top. There's no time for editing if I want to get this out before the game tonight. So we need to keep this mistake and profanity free. <laughs> Got it? <laughs> I don't know why that's directed at me specifically. Matt in all capital letters, right? <laughs> and f*** you. <laughs> Two best of friends. Oh, wait, keep your shirt on. It's just a typo. Stop. You are freaking ridiculous. Who think they know football? The Chiefs. Or the Colt. Or, wow, the Chargers. There we go. Stop thinking, just read. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Mike White is now on my fantasy roster and maybe starting over Russell Wilson. I spent $25 to get Jacoby Brissett. Because here, it's real football by real fans. Like a disturbance in the force as a Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> suddenly cried out and was silent. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another exciting, if belated, edition of the 2M Football Show. Uh, Mike and Matt with you here as always, and we're now two weeks into the NFL season. Matt, do you think we know more or less than, than we thought we did after week one? Well, by logic, I think you know a little bit more each week. However, it's still early in the season, so we have just glimpses of potential still. But I think there are a few things we can discern from uh, two weeks. The Chargers still can't finish games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bears, absolutely terrible, and I don't understand it. Packers. Vikings, weirdly good, but a terrible record. Packers still can't stop the run. <laughs> Some things never change. You're right. <laughs> All right. Since we're coming to you on Thursday, the first day of uh, week three, we'll just do a very highly abbreviated week two, not even recap, but more just like fallout moving forwards. Um, then we'll do our usual preview of all the week three games. And of course, fantasy corner. I have a lot to say uh, <laughs> on that note. So let's just jump into the recap. And it was kind of a, another, I mean, week one was dominated by Rogers getting hurt. Right. And I feel like week two, the storyline was injuries again. All and over the place. Too, all over and the key place. players. Yeah. yeah. Let's just run down a list really quickly nick chubb the browns lose on monday night football very severe leg injury that they, they wouldn't even show a replay it was so brutal he's going to have potentially multiple surgeries to repair and obviously his season is over the brutal. scariest part two parts to that first of all it's the same leg he injured in college right which if that has anything to say could potentially be catastrophic mm-hmm. two in a field where it's just cursed. Apparently, MetLife Field is just, you don't want to play there. I sent you the, the, the clip of everything that's happened the last three, like, not only Monday, well, Monday night games are cursed, but apparently, like, major injuries have happened on that field and have had multiple complaints about the turf. Yeah, I mean, that's been a big discussion all over the place since Rogers is the turf versus natural grass, different kinds of artificial turf. And it's I mean, I haven't heard that much specifically to the related to the Chubb injury. But, yeah, it's been an ongoing discussion. Uh, obviously, priority one is keeping these guys on the field. But the running back position is always a brutal one. 
Uh, in the same division, we had Joe Burrow on the Bengals re-aggravating his calf injury. Remember, he missed the entire preseason with it. Um, has played the first couple of weeks uh, very poorly, and <laughs> now he's in doubt for week three. Will he'll either not play, or it is something that's expected to linger and kind of hamper his his mobility for several weeks going forward. More quarterbacks uh, down is the uh, Colts rookie Anthony Richardson. You know, running quarterback takes a lot of hits when he runs, and after rushing in two touchdowns in their win over the Texans. Uh, he was removed from the game with a concussion in the second quarter, and his status is up in the air for week three. Saquon Barkley miss, is going to be out multiple weeks with an ankle sprain, including missing tonight's game against the 49ers. Austin Eckler, this wasn't a new injury. He hurt his ankle in week one, didn't play last week, and now they're saying he's out indefinitely, which is you never like to hear that word. No, but having Josh Kelly on my bench. Kinda, oh, okay. I guess you like to hear it for your own selfish reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I have this weird situation now with like too many running backs on my team. I don't know who to start week to week. Yeah. You've got too many good ones now. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should talk because uh, as we're going to get to very soon, my running backs combined for nine fantasy points last week, all three of the ones that I started. <laughs> All three. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Packers, one more injury. The Packers are going to be without their stud offensive guard, Elton Jenkins, for a while with a knee injury. So that is uh, going to be very problematic for them and for Jordan Love. All right, that's all the injuries. What? Yeah. Um, All right. Cam Akers. I started these notes before. Before the trade happened, he was inactive, healthy scratch for week two. Uh, We heard that the Rams were shopping him again. Same thing that happened last season. Ended up playing out the year for them and doing really well. Um, But now they've sent him to the Vikings for for a 2026 draft pick swap. So three years from now, the Rams will get a slightly better pick. That's how little they get back in this trade. And that's how desperate they were, apparently, to get rid of Cam Akers. It is weird. I, I can't speak to that one at all. I don't I don't get it. Well, as an Alexander Madison fantasy owner, I am very concerned. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's been terrible for two weeks. So it makes sense for the Vikings side, I guess. They have very little depth behind Madison. And he's been terrible. Just like their their offensive line has been awful. I don't know if you can blame it on Madison, but... I'm highly putting it on that in their defense. Yeah. Well, we we can definitely talk a little more about the Vikings in a minute, but Cam Akers is now a member of their team. Keeping it in the NFC North, weird stuff happening in, in Chicago. <laughs> Obviously, the Bears are out to an 0-2 start. Justin Fields looks awful. But yesterday, this news broke that their defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, has resigned. Uh, this was after he missed their week two game due to personal reasons. Then there's this report uh, that from Charles Tillman, you know, former stud Bears cornerback and apparently current FBI agent. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. You're making this up. I am not making this up. I learned a lot in this, in this news alert I got. There were a lot of new things that I did not know. And one of them was Charles Tillman is an FBI agent. And apparently... 
this guy, Alan Williams, the Bears defensive coordinator up until yesterday, had his home raided by the FBI. And uh, and then he resigned his position as defensive coordinator. I I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> I don't know either. It's so weird. Like only the Bears, right? <laughs> can't be good. I guess safe to say. I think that can't be a good thing for them. <laughs> Not that their defense was playing well or anything, but it's it's just it's just weird. I've never read a headline like that before. But I, I, I wanted just, to bring I it up. I, I have no, I have no, no <laughs> quippy comeback. No. It was just so weird. I felt like I had to bring it up. Yeah, I have no takeaway from it either. I, no way to, uh, I don't know, analyze it at all. It's just, just one of the more bizarre headlines I've seen. It's one of those things that you can't believe you're reading. You're like, is this the Onion? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, let's get into a couple of games just that we should talk about. One, our playoff sleepers. Um, Matt's Vikings lost um, because Madison sucks and the defense is terrible and the offensive line is garbage. <laughs> it sucks because when you pull up the stats, Kirk Cousins, I think, is third in the league in passing yards. He's Justin doing everything Jefferson he can. He's the number one wide receiver right now. The rookie, Jordan Addison, is doing big things. So, like, what did, what what was the stats? Cousins is on pace for like what thirty six touchdowns, like nine interceptions, like four thousand yards, yards, but like yeah. an zero and seventeen record. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine leading the league in like stat wise, but your team just for some reason sucks? I feel like this has been a stain ever since, um, Coach Mike. Uh, oh, what was his last name? Brad Childress. That's the first no. coach that comes to my mind. Zimmer. Zimmer. Left. Mm. Yeah, the defense the just defense. hasn't been good. They yeah. can't run the ball, but that's mostly on the offensive line. The offensive line is just terrible. And they, they, it was the Eagles they played this week, and they looked. The defense looked good early on, at least defending the pass. And Jalen Hurts was pretty ineffective. But as soon as they just started running the ball on every play, couldn't stop it. They gave up like 170 yards on the ground or something like that. It was Too like watching Green Bay out on the field. <laughs> yeah, right. They, uh, yeah, it's like that uh, that handshaking meme, like Packers Vikings can't stop the run. On the other hand, your Steelers got their first win of the season thanks to not one but two touchdowns scored by their defense. DJ Watt maybe up there with Micah Parsons is probably yeah. one of the best defensive players in the NFL. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then, as for me, my playoff sleepers went head-to-head last week. The Commanders beat the Broncos in what turned out to be a shootout. I thought these are two solid defenses. Might be a KG, you know, low scoring game, but not at all. I think 35-33 was the final commanders got the win. Uh, and Sam Howell starting to live up to some of his preseason hype in, in this offense with Eric Bieniemy. So he's just starting to look a little bit more comfortable. Yep. Uh, so that's our playoff sleepers. The Chiefs elsewhere around the league. The Chiefs got Travis Kelsey back from injury and Chris Jones back on a new contract. Both of them are key. Uh, to their week two victory over the Jaguars. The Packers, uh, yeah, like we mentioned, they lost by one point to Atlanta, despite the fact that they held a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and I think you have to 
it sounds like an excuse. Everyone's got injuries, but when you look at the guys the Packers are missing, they don't they haven't had or in this game, they didn't have Christian Watson, their number one receiver, Aaron Jones, their number one running back, David Rakhtiari, their best offensive lineman. Elton Jenkins went down in this game too. It's I don't know. They're just injuries are piling up fast and Jordan Love is doing all he can. He had another three touchdown game, no turnovers, but uh, you know, he needs playmakers and AJ Dillon quadzilla his i think his i think his thighs are too muscular to the point that they're weighing him down and he's super slow i think that might be what's happening with him he looks terrible <laughs> but uh oh man this would have been a nice victory and they should have they had it in the bag but they they blew the lead and then had one chance at the end to uh make a game-winning drive and love went over three i think he was oh for six in the fourth quarter it was bad like you can blame it on the defense, but they held them. They held Atlanta to 12 points through three quarters, and then they got no help at all from their offense. That's the time you need a good running game to kill the clock and, and put a game to bed, but they, they couldn't do it. <clears throat> Elsewhere, the Cowboys dominated the Jets. <clears throat> no surprise with uh, Zach Wilson at the helm. Uh, Micah Parsons, yeah, who you already referenced, he and TJ Watt just wrecking opposing offenses, and that's exactly what Parsons did. To the Jets. Speaking of offensive lines that look terrible, he he did whatever he wanted to in this game. He every play it felt like he was getting into the backfield and either getting a sack. There was there was a clip that circulated. He did like like in basketball you pull a crossover move. Yes. And like mm-hmm. he was doing it right to the center and just absolutely like pulled it over on the center and just went right around him. And like everybody was making the comments of like, when you're doing, when you're basically telegraphing what you're going to do and you still pull it off. Like right. that means you're just out there. Like it's, it's like flag football for him. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely playing on another level. Um, and, and I know the Dallas defense is really good, but just the way Zach Wilson looked the way he played, it's, it's really hard for me to imagine them sticking with him the entire season. If it doesn't get better. He threw, I think, three picks in the game and one nice completion to Garrett Wilson that was an intermediate route that he took to the house. Um, but apart from that, he he couldn't make the throws. And Again, I want to reiterate, the Cowboys' defense is incredible. They're going to make everyone look not very good on offense, but uh, the games don't really get that much easier for the Jets. They're, we're going to talk about it in a second. They play the Patriots in week three, Bill yeah. Belichick. Yeah, I mean, one of the worst teams in the NFL right <laughs> better, now. So better matchup, but anyway, yeah, that was brutal to watch. Uh, the Chargers lost to the oh Titans in overtime, and just like that, week two, my eliminator season is over. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of bums, the Chargers. <laughs> and uh, like we discussed uh, over Instagram or whatever, it's Despite having uh, Justin Herbert through for 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, they sacked Ryan Tannehill five times and held Derrick Henry under 100 yards rushing. They still lost this game uh, in overtime. They're cursed. <laughs> Brandon Staley's seat has to be getting a little bit warmer. 100% agree with that. And uh, actually, more on that in a second. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with the week three preview. And we're back to in football. Mike and Matt here, breaking down every week three matchup presented, as always, by Mike's Watchability Index. You want to know a fun fact before we get into this? Sure. 
So for the first time in NFL history, there is a conference that has seven teams that are 2-0. and Really? I didn't know that. In fact, part two, it's not the NFC. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, the AFC apparently is where all the action's at. I love it. And uh, my top game of week three, just because it's surprising to see these two teams with these with this record, is the Chargers at Vikings. Both teams 0-2. Definitely two teams that wouldn't have expected uh, to be winless at this point in the season. And like you just said, I think Brandon Staley has to be on the hot seat. We talked about this at the end of last season after they, they made the playoffs, and but then melted down. They got a big lead over the Jaguars in the wildcard round and then slowly saw it evaporate in the second half, ended up losing that game. And um, after that, we talked about how they were going to have to probably get off to a hot start uh, in 2023. And instead, the opposite has happened. And, and I think I think it, you, it's safe to say that Staley is... Yeah, like you said, getting warm. His seat's getting warm. <laughs> and it's surprising to see the Vikings at 0-2 as well, having won the division last year. We both picked them to win it this year. That's not looking great so far. <laughs> I mean, they're only well, one. Well, and you look at the – I think just at this point, it's the numbers. The offensive numbers look good, and you just – they don't match the record, right? Like, the teams number-wise look like they're playing much better. If you didn't look at records or couldn't see the records, you'd think these teams are 1-1, and 2-1. Or two and zero. Oh. Yeah. And it's the complete opposite. Well, and the crazy part is, uh, you know, barring a tie, one of these teams is going to be zero and three with a very, very diminished uh, hopes of, of making it into the postseason. And I am pulling up my picks because I don't even remember who I picked to win this. You go first if you want. I have to take the Vikings on this one simply because the Chargers, for whatever reason, cannot finish a game, especially in tight games. It's just in their DNA. <laughs> yeah, I've got the, the Vikings too. The masters of close games we saw all last season are the Vikings. Yeah, well, they were last year. I think. Well, I don't. I don't know this for sure, so I'm not going to say it. Have <laughs> their losses so far been one-score games? I don't know. Uh, but I've got the Vikings. They're at home. I mean, now they've got the mighty Cam Akers. So how can you go against that? <laughs> the mighty Cam Akers. Next up here. Hey, this, if he can block, that'll help the offensive line. That would be huge, yeah. <laughs> this might be a little surprising. Number two, I've got Bills at Commanders. Uh, the Bills are 1-1. One and one, The Manders, 2-0. and oh. Buffalo got back on track last week with a resound. I'm going to flip these two games you have next. Mm, okay. Interesting. They're well, all on. they're all good. We're at the top of their list right now. <laughs> oh, look at you justifying it. But yeah, the uh, like I said, the Commanders haven't lost a game yet. Sam Howell's starting to live up to that preseason hype. They put up 35 points in that week two win over Denver, who we think, or at least I thought coming into that game, was a reasonably talented defense. <laughs> uh, got the Bills. I have the Bills. Okay, and then Eagles at Buccaneers, which is a surprisingly interesting game uh, between two and O teams. This is a Monday night, one of two Monday night games again. Um, that should be better than the last one. I hope so. It couldn't be much worse. <laughs> but I think Baker Mayfield has been one of the nice surprises to start this season. 490 pass yards, three interceptions, three touchdowns, zero interceptions through the first two games. Nine interceptions. What? <laughs> 
Eagles are just winning it out there. Yeah. Hey, don't don't besmirch the, the great name. <laughs> I can't even can't even say it. Um, Eagles have looked a little shaky on offense. Uh, at least their passing game hasn't been as great as good as last year, and their secondary has been vulnerable. Uh, the defensive front is still, you know, incredible. It's the the heart and soul of this team, um, and the run game is is clicking on all cylinders. So I'm taking the Eagles, but this game is a little more interesting than I might have thought. Who'd you, who would you pick? Uh, Eagles, Eagles. Good, because I picked the Bucks. I like can't it. Argue with the results. <laughs> I know it's been impressive. Uh, Baker has absolutely taken advantage of what could be, if this falls through, his last chance to be a starting quarterback, and I think he's capitalizing yeah. really well. Yeah, and and the weapons are good. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, still there. Um. A lot of talent on the defense still. I like Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety. So they're an interesting team. That would be that that would be a fun one. Uh, Falcons at Lions. I've got next two and zero Falcons. Lions are one and one. Bijan Robinson just looks incredible. You know, worth every penny of being the eighth pick overall. Hard to enjoy it a little bit personally since I don't have him in fantasy, and it was uh, the Packers he shredded last week. <laughs> But he's awesome. Like you watch his, you watch his highlights, the jukes, juke moves he can do. He just absolutely destroys defenders. And uh, the Lions don't have a very good defense. It's, I think this could be a really interesting game. The Falcons want to play like, you know, ball control, football, time of possession, run the ball. Uh, Lions have a good offense, but a defense that could be very susceptible to that, uh, much like Green Bay were yesterday. I think I'm taking the Falcons. Good, because I'm taking my Lions. <laughs> really? Turning me into a, a Lions fan as my third as my third team. I mean, that's the Dan Campbell effect and the Jared Goff redemption. I I, I like it. They, they're a likable team. Uh, and, right. uh, finally, like I think Chicago is slowly starting to take over the Detroit slot. <laughs> it's a battle between them and the Cardinals for like. Bottom of the league, but the Cardinals Absolute actually been feisty. Of the league. Cardinals have been feisty through two games. Can't say that about the Bears. <laughs> uh, all right, Rams at Bengals. Uh, this is the other Monday night football game. I don't know why they won't put them back to back. The games are overlapping again, which is just terrible. Um, but anyway, all that aside, it has to be some type of weird experiment. <laughs> yeah, like maybe they think people won't stay up late enough for the second game. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. But the uh, the Rams are a surprise one and one. Uh, their offense has looked really good. Matt Stafford, uh, no Cooper Cup has been no problem, thanks to Puka Nakua, who seems like he's for real. At least I certainly hope so. I'm finally starting him in fantasy. So you know this will be the week he comes back down to earth. But for now, Stafford <laughs> is great. The offensive line that we all kind of left for dead in the offseason, they're they're holding up their end of things for him. And the Bengals at 0-2 are in big trouble. Burrow's calf, we talked about. Uh, even before he tweaked it, they, they looked really, really bad on offense. This is almost a must-win game for them with the Ravens at 2-0. and Already beat them head-to-head last week. It's an interesting one. I, I want to go with the Rams, and I think I will. I am. Yeah, okay. All right. No analysis? I like it. 
Yeah, I got nothing on that one. Okay, Broncos at Dolphins. Broncos are 0-2. Haven't won a game yet with Sean Payton, but you got to say Russ looks a little better than last year, which is admittedly a very low bar to clear. I mean, the bar is about, like, toddler height, but... <laughs> Just like Russell Wilson. <laughs> Wilson can uh, just see over the bar. Just barely, yeah. The Dolphins are undefeated. Uh, their offense is just a buzzsaw of talent. Uh, one issue potentially is Jalen Waddle, though, one of their two uh, incredible receivers. He suffered a concussion last week and is not yet practicing as of Thursday, so that's not looking great. As much as that's impactful, I don't see it as necessarily detrimental. I feel like there's too much talent on this team for one person to wreck it. And one of the more surprising coaches is Mike McDaniels. Like, this dude is just one of the chillest. <laughs> He's fun. Like, it's so hard to, like, find a reason to hate the guy. Like, yeah. did you see the clip where he, like, was racing the, the cameraman back <laughs> no. in the tunnel? No, I did not see that. So, like, you know how when they break for the half or halftime, like, they get a chance to do, like, a quick, like, 60 second chat with the uh with the coaches right and right. then they go into the yep. tunnel yep so the the reporter she's doing you know the talk with mike mcdaniel and they end and he starts jogging and he keeps looking back at the cameraman who started like kind of slightly jog with him and then he just takes <laughs> off sprinting and looking over his shoulder oh like, racing the cameraman to get to the tunnel that's really funny and then did you hear his comment after he beat the patriots Nope. Oh, my God. Mike, you are missing out. Yeah, where are you getting all this information that I don't have? <laughs> so, well, I don't know if it's entirely true, but I believe he said this in the press conference because it's a Mike McDaniels line. So they're like, well, it's, you know, you seem to take, you know, to, to beat the Patriots pretty easily. And he's like, I play with Legos and I found a woman to marry me. That's hard. Beating Bill Belichick is easy. <laughs> And I'm just like, I don't know. I like this guy more and more. That's incredible. Yeah, he's fun. And I'm taking him and his Dolphins to beat the Broncos. Yes, absolutely. All right, Patriots and Jets have got up next. Oh, my God. You have this game in the middle? Well, okay. The Jets are interesting now for the opposite reason that you they were. You are still hanging Hold on. on to this. Wait, like, hear me out. Let hear it me go. Out. <laughs> hear me out. Before the season, they were interesting because of how good they could potentially be with Rodgers. Now it's how bad can they get with Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are one and one. Patriots are 0-2. Um, yeah, like we said before, the tough Dallas defense last week doesn't get much easier for them <laughs> against Belichick and the Pats. And it seems like you're already seeing the cracks start to form in this team. Uh, after the after the Cowboys loss, uh, Brees Hall, one of the running backs, tweeted four footballs, dot, 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 uh, referencing the fact that he only got four carries in that game. And then, of course, he deleted the tweet because that's what happens. And uh, the quarterback, Sauce Gardner, deleted his account altogether. It's like you're, you're already seeing like <laughs> the meltdown happening. At least that's one way you could interpret it. Um. And they're at home. It could, you know, the, the boo birds are going to be out if, if they don't play well. And hard to imagine Wilson having a big game against Belichick's defense. Um, that said, the Jets do still have a good defense themselves. Uh, and I know I just spent like a couple minutes, you know, crapping on them. But I am taking the Jets to get a win here. 
I have to take the Jets, too. I don't know what's going on with the Patriot identity, but I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, it was, I think it, Mac Jones looks like he could be improving, but at the same time, like, the Patriots just have a weird sort of vibe going with them. They do. Yeah, yeah, I would have expected Mac Jones to do better against Miami's defense last week, so I'm not that hopeful that, uh, you know, for him to get it done against a much better defense than the Jets. All right, Colts at Ravens. Colts 1-1, one one, Ravens 2-0. and oh. uh, Like I said before, we'll be keeping our eye on Anthony Richardson with his concussion. But if he can't go, it's still entertaining because then you get Gardner Minshew, who was awesome uh, when he came into the game uh, last week. Oh, there you go. Your, your boy. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm excited either way. Uh, the Ravens, for their part, haven't lost yet, but I feel like they're still not quite clicking on offense. Obviously, they lost J.K. Dobbins week one. Uh, and now Justice Hill is hurt, too. They've still got Gus Bus, Gus Edwards in the backfield, and still got good – Mark Andrews is back, which is a big deal. Maybe that's what will help them right the ship now, but <clears throat> haven't been as good as we were kind of hoping in the offseason. It's a new system with new coordinator with uh, Todd Munkin coming in, so – we knew it was going to be a bit of an adjustment period. This should be a good opportunity for them again um, against this Colts defense that doesn't necessarily scare you. I'm taking the Ravens. I have the Ravens as well. By the way, I finally dropped uh, Rashad Bateman, so I'm down to just one Ravens player on my team now. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Lamar, <laughs> the, one you, the only one you want, uh, besides Mark Andrews, I guess, but yeah. Uh, all right, Saints and Packers I've got next. Saints are 2-0, and Packers 1-1, and and they just need to get healthy, I feel like, is the main thing we talked about in their Atlanta loss. Good news is Aaron Jones uh, is practicing, so hopefully he can come back from that hamstring injury. Jenkins we know will be out for a while. Watson I have not heard anything about yet, but he hasn't even played yet this season with his hamstring injury. Uh, the other question mark will be Bakhtiari, the left tackle, who is very important um, to the, to this offense. Very important, but he's becoming injury prone. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry to say, I love the guy. He's done phenomenal things, but like. Right. We've been dealing with this for a couple of years now. Like the will he, won't he on any given week. Yeah. I just. If it. it it just sucks because he's such a likable guy. He's been a big part of the team for a long time. But like, yeah, yeah. When do when do you cut your losses? Right. Like all good um, all good things come to an end, I guess. And but Love needs him. He needs. I I feel like it's hard to evaluate Jordan Love given how how many pieces he's been missing that are very important to this offense. And they come up against a very solid Saints defense uh, in this game. Although they themselves haven't been very good on the on the offensive side of the ball with Derek Carr. No, but Derek Carr does look revitalized. Yeah, Carr himself looks okay, but uh, they just he hasn't thrown that many touchdowns. I guess they got a lot of short rushing touchdowns so far, which deflates his numbers a little bit. Well, that's exactly why I decided to pick up Jason Hill. <laughs> of course, of course you did. But I'm no, sorry. Like, What's that supposed to mean? Do you want to oh, fight? You love, you love Taysom Hill. You always have. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Listen, I'd rather have Taysom Hill than Jameis Winston. <laughs> for for a running back, sure. Yeah. For a quarterback, give me Jameis all day. Come on. Oh, I mean, if you want to lose via touchdown, uh, pick sixes, that's fine. 
<laughs> I'm taking the Packers. It's their home opener. The crowd will be into it. Maybe they get a couple people healthy. Uh, give me Green Bay. I'm taking the Packers as well. Okay, Texans at Jaguars. Uh, You're getting all fuzzy again. And I just heard the fans kick in. What is happening? I guess it's time for a new computer. (laughs) Where are you trying to take off to? Where are you escaping to, Mike? What's what's going on? I'm going to the game, actually. I'm leaving you behind again. I'm on my way up to Lambeau. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell us about Texans at Jaguars? Uh, Sounds good, Mr. Helicopter Pilot. Uh, let me pull up my pick real quick, just so I have that on standby, even though I think I remember. Texans, 0-2 versus the 1-1 Jaguars. C.J. Stroud has been, fen- like, not phenomenal, but, like, you can't argue with the results he's given. Um, he's coming to get swinging. He's, he put up 300 yards last week, uh, the most by an Ohio State quarterback in a rookie year. Uh, and somebody had to make a point of in what is it like 12 or, or 27 starts Justin Fields has zero 300 passing yard games and CJ Stroud in his second start has one so there's something to be said about the potential of this Texans offense um, but he doesn't have a ton of supporting cast four of their five starting linemen are down uh, which, of course, affects the run and the pass game. So Damian Pierce, as Mike, is not very happy about completely stinks. Which just seems uh, to happen believe, to this poor I guy believe each I year. Like, I, I don't know. I Hello, can you hear me? What? Mike, is, hear me? is, this, is it better? The no fan yeah, you're not down. taking off on yeah, your helicarrier. Okay, the fan is getting quieter. So we just landed in, in Green Bay, so. Oh, well, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Like, oh, yeah, actually, that is uh, more by your neck of the woods. Maybe, maybe you can trust me after all. Um, but, no, the reason I wanted to interject on that point is because I believe I wrote that Damian Pierce sucks, not stinks. I was just – oh. <laughs> anyway, Next go clarification, on. Damian Pierce sucks now. <laughs> go um, on. You were doing great. The only, the only potential that that has to, like, be helpful is the fact if the line isn't holding up, that means Stroud has to get rid of the ball faster. That means that could be leading to why you're seeing more yards. It's short yardage, but it stacks up. Um, the Chiefs just completely checked the Jaguars, which I think sometimes when you have a team that's a little hot, uh, a little hotter than everybody thinks, it kind of puts them in check to realize, hey, you may be good, but you're not two-time Super Bowl champion good. So. I expect the Jags to bounce back here against a really shaky but potential-filled Texans team. So I am going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 100% agree with you on that. A nice job with the analysis. Well, I got. I can. I. Uh, I can do one more. Okay, go for it. Because this 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 one's easy. That's why. Because <laughs> it's the Cowboys at the Cardinals. Like, come on now. Like, they should just not even take the field. I feel like that's a little bit more dignified than what this Cowboys defense can do. I have questions about the Cowboys offense. I do not have any questions about the Dallas defense, though. Yeah. However, to be said, Joshua Dobbs and the Arizona offense have a pulse, at least. They're not completely dead, but they are on the verge of needing resuscitation. 
I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to turn stuff around, but Arizona is just a mess after Kingsbury was finally let go. Everybody's picking up the pieces. You've got Kyler Murray down. You know, Dobbs is trying to hold down a ship with very few offensive playmakers. The only bright spot is James Conner for my fantasy team. Hey, what about Hollywood Brown on my, on, uh, well, never mind. He's on one of my teams. <laughs> yeah. You're right, though. They're not, uh, throwing the ball particularly well. They did get up big on the Giants somehow last week, but obviously they to blow it and let the Giants yeah, win. Right. So. Yeah. We spent way too much time on this. Taking the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys. All right. Titans at Browns, both teams one and one. Sean Watson still not really impressing. Um, and now he, they won't have Nick Chubb. Though they did bring back Kareem Hunt, which uh, was only a perfect fit, uh, <laughs> given he was with them the last several years. Uh, so Hunt is back. I, I just don't understand the Titans. They're I don't know if they're good or not. I know We know Mike Vrabel's a good coach. That's about it. I don't know anything about if they're good or not. That's I thought they were bad after their week one loss through three picks, 15 points. That's why I picked the Chargers to beat them in Eliminator. But then, of course, they go out and beat the Chargers. So now what? Well, that was dumb of you. Apparently. I This is another one I don't remember who I took because I feel like it's really close. I myself, I'm taking the Titans. I don't see enough out of Watson and the Browns offensively to be able to really I saw what you just did what did I do don't worry about it <laughs> okay. um, to, to make it warranted their defense like Miles Garrett a couple like week one just dominated right but I don't see Mike Vrabel letting this go much longer and I think this has to be a bounce back game for the Titans so I'm going to take them on this one. Yeah, it's a toss-up to me. I'm going with the Browns, but I don't have any reason why. <laughs> They're at home. How about that? Hey, you know what? That works. All right. Steelers at Raiders, Sunday night football. Uh, I will take the road team here, though. Uh, the Steelers' defense just looks so good, and Jimmy G hasn't really impressed. Josh Jacobs has been completely held in check through the first couple weeks. Um Kenny Pickett hasn't exactly looked good, but if the defense, you know, comes up with a similar performance to last week, he won't have to do much. Uh, and George Pickens looks like a superstar receiver. Uh, give me the Steelers. I took the Raiders. Okay. I don't remember why. Well, they're the home team. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll use we'll use your logic. All right. Next up, the 0-2 Panthers travel to Seattle, take on the 1-1 Seahawks. Uh, this is a little bit of breaking news. Oh, uh, and I forgot to mention the Dolphins were my eliminator pick. Okay, against the Broncos. I like it. Apparently, you're better at that than me. So, I feel like there are a lot of games this week that you could that seem safe. Like, you take the Cowboys, uh, Seahawks, I feel like would be another good one because the Panthers won't have Bryce Young, who has an ankle injury. It will be the return of the Red Rocket himself, Andy Dalton, getting the start in this one for Carolina. Um, Don't yeah, go out me, your front door today, Mike. <laughs> give me Seattle all day. <laughs> I assume uh, you're I am taking the Seahawks as yeah. well. Okay. The offense under Young just looks shaky. I mean, I get rookie, right, finding your, finding your footing. 
Uh, Andy Dalton is serviceable, right? Like he's not great. He's not awful. Um, but there's just not enough offensive playmakers for the Panthers offense to, to really give him a shot. Yeah. And Gino bounced back last week with the, with the Seattle offense. So I'm going to take the Seahawks on this one. Cool. Agreed. Bears at Chiefs. Oh, this is another nod debate. Yeah. Oh, and two with all that weird off the field stuff happening around the Bears. And now they get to go into Arrowhead and take on the defending champs who are getting back into form. So Chiefs would be another good eliminator pick if I had one. <laughs> Taking the Chiefs. Absolutely the Chiefs. And then last up in the watchability rankings is actually the first game of the week happening tonight or yesterday, depending on when this actually gets released. Um, Yeah, like we mentioned, the Giants overcame a big 21-point deficit in the third quarter to just barely squeak by the tanking Cardinals. And now they won't have Saquon Barkley. Um, Their star running back Uh, on the Niners' side, potentially no Brandon Ayuk, but... Brock Purdy's looking really good. They've still got Debo, still got Kittle, still got McCaffrey, still got a dominant defense uh, taking San Francisco. I just think you can't argue against the Niners right now. They're just they're 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 a complete team, one of the few complete teams. So to me, that's just a no-brainer. Yep, which is perfect because I don't have a brain. All right, let's take a short break. Come back with another edition of the Fantasy Corner. Yes. Now, let's take a trip down to the Fantasy Corner. And we're back to football, Mike and Matt. And this is the part of the show. As much crap as I give, I think this segment is my favorite. And I don't know when I got so invested in fantasy football. (laughs) I love it. But Uh, this is is probably my favorite part. You have all the analytical stuff down. But, like, I don't know. Like, I like this. And I feel like I'm not terrible at it. Well, you're better than me, and, and this week I, I have no analysis here. Just just complaining. Everything is awful here in uh, here in no, Mike. Everything is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone should uh, write a parody of that uh, because that's that's what's happening to me right now. I lost to my wife last week in a matchup that wasn't even close. Like I told you earlier, the three running backs I started combined for nine points. I got negative one from the stupid Giants defense. <laughs> How do you give up 28 points to Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals? It's a mystery. And uh, I'm 0-2 with the second lowest total points scored in the league. How are you doing over there? (laughs) Uh, I finally got a win in the column, but it was closer than it should have been because Russell Wilson decided to throw that last-minute Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it made it way more nervous than it should have been. Um took in what was like a 20-point domination down to like, oh, there's nine points separating this, and it could have easily gone from the jaws of victory into the crushing, remorseful pit of defeat, but it didn't. Um, and so far, the trade I made with Soryu seems like it's working out. Yeah, so you traded him, Mark Andrews, and Roshan Johnson, was it? Yes. For... Uh... James Conner and Kyron Williams, right? Correct. And that was before the Acres trade. So now you look like a total genius. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like we've we've kind of pointed out, I have too many, <laughs> too many good players. Oh, poor Matt. 
well, just running backs. But I think it's funny how much I invested into both Jefferson and Addison, and it works. Yeah, they've both been great. <laughs> um, my only concern is is Josh Mixon. That's kind of where it's like, I'm glad I have these running backs, but like Mixon's such a star of the offense that I'm afraid if I sit him, that's the week that the offense gets it together. But this may be the week I sit him. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if they can't, if Burrow's out or injured, they might give it to him, mix in more work, but it also might be less effective because as a whole, the offense can't move the ball. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, and I felt like the logic behind the trade was I sacrificed the tight end position just to try to shore up because of my, the flex position, right? Like it's mostly running backs and wide receivers. But for yeah. some reason, this seems to be the year of running backs. I don't understand. I think they're trying to make a statement like we're still relevant. That's not the statement my running backs are making. <laughs> well, I can't help who you drafted. It's fine. <laughs> um, however, to its note, I have two tight ends on my team, and both are now deemed questionable. Mm. However, if... Hill were to start against Green Bay, I'd probably stick with him over Dawson Knox against Washington. Because I, mean, I feel like to use Hill out of the Wildcat and the running back formation against Green Bay, I could see that making sense. Yeah, because as much as I joke, uh, you know, Kamara is still suspended another game. Jamal Williams got hurt last week, so they legitimately used him, used Taysom Hill as, as another running back last week. And and we know how well Green Bay is at stopping the run. Exactly, yeah. And they're even worse at defending, you know, non-running backs than running backs. Any running quarterback, it's just like a free pass to 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. So can't really go wrong there. What terrifies me is Jeremy is undefeated and in first place, but I'm projected to win, but we know how well projections work. <laughs> Well, in this in this case, I'm hoping they are correct because so I actually get to play one of the other winless teams. Uh, so maybe I do have a shot, and and I'm also projected to win at the moment. Um, so maybe it can be right for both of us this week. And I'm also tied with Soryu in the league for third. Good stuff. Like we said, I'm second uh, from the bottom right now. So uh, long season though, long season, right? That's what they say. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, uh, what was it, ESPN or whatever, already did their, like, uh, contender oh, yeah. or pretender, and we were making fun of it. Like, how do you figure out two games in? I mean, I guess, like, the Bears aren't making it, right? Like, clearly. <laughs> I mean, we could have told you that preseason, though. We thought they'd be better. No one thought they were a playoff team. Uh, we're a little more uh, dignified on this show. We'll wait two more weeks for our pretender contender segment. <laughs> the original. The original, that's right. It was actually Bleacher Report, not ESPN, who blatantly copied us. I want to make sure um, we get it right. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all we got. Sorry, this is coming out late. Um, illness waits for no man, and neither does neither does Matt's work schedule. So enjoy the games. Good luck out there on the Fantasy Gridiron, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who 
may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.